This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Gentlemen, I am your host, Blake Rufino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Huge show in store for you tonight. You know, it's funny to me. You sit all offseason, you talk, you, you got the talking heads out there like me. You got the little chirpers like Zach. <laughs> You got people out here all off-season saying, LSU can't win the West. They can't do it. They ain't got the talent nor the coaching. But nevertheless, LSU is your SEC West champs. We will talk about that tonight as we recap and preview Arkansas and UAB. I will get to a Rafino's rants here as well. Harold Perkins should run for mayor of Baton Rouge. He would win by 99%. It is completely guaranteed that he would win by 99% if he ran for mayor today. <laughs> as Harold Perkins is your uh, 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 SEC player of the week, and not only your, your SEC player of the week, but the college football player of the week with his absolutely heroic effort and what he did in Saturday's performance. So we got a lot to recap, a lot to review. I'm going to go a little on a little bit of a rant little bit of a rant. Listen, I get it. You want to look forward to Georgia. You want to look forward to the SEC championship game. I understand it. I get it. 
you should somewhat look forward to that game because you're in it. Nevertheless, you still got two more games against what I would consider two very inferior opponents in UAB and Texas A&M. You got to handle business. Let's let the offense get rolling. I'll tell you more about the offense here tonight. Brian Kelly spoke with the media today confirming that not just Harold Perkins and some of the guys on the defense had the flu, but saying it's been going around the team. He didn't say it was just on the defense or just on the offense or even that it hadn't affected the coaching staff. How much did that play into uh, LSU's offensive performance? I do know that, and I'm not going to name names, but I do know some of the offensive guys were struggling during the week with some flu-like symptoms. Here's the difference. Here's the difference. They knew what was on the line, and they answered the call. It doesn't matter that it's ugly. They went out there and answered the call. They didn't make an excuse. They didn't, you know, it didn't get leaked throughout the week. You know, Ed Orgeron, I would, I will confirm this to you, is that his staff, if his team would have gotten the flu during the week, Panamski and all those other dudes would be leaking it to the media so that we could be pushing it out there during the week in case they lost. Brian Kelly never made an excuse, never mentioned it to a soul. LSU just went out there and beat Arkansas as well. So we'll get into that. Carter, the power Bryant joins us at 730. We'll recap the game and get a preview. I know that I'll, yes, I'll ask him about what he thinks about Georgia. We'll touch on it, but we got a lot more. Guys, we have 14. And now, it'll get here quicker than you know it, but you'll have Thanksgiving before we even get to the SEC title game, but we'll touch on that a little bit. UAB's not a slouch now. They got some dudes. I'm not saying they're going to win. They're not going to win, but you never know what happens in these. You know, you, you just never know what's going to happen. Everybody's got a puncher's chance sometimes. We will recap uh, week 11 in the SEC. As down goes Kentucky. <laughs> down goes Kentucky. Hey, Zach, did you pick that game? I told you stop picking the Wildcats and pick the Commodores. Here come the Commodores. Clark Lee clapping cheeks in the SEC East. Oh, Black is only their first win. Here comes the Vandy boys. Will Levis, number one overall pick, eh? Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. Looked horrible. And, by the way, Pooh Bear and Zach, don't let me forget. Don't let me forget. Guys, I, um, let me say this. Um, at the very end of the show here tonight, uh, I probably will never be credentialed through the New Orleans Saints while Dennis Allen is your head coach. I'm ready to go there. So, producers, get ready for emails. Get ready for text messages. Dennis Allen, see ya! As Lynn Rollins would say, pucker up and kiss that baby goodbye. <laughs> see ya! Hi. All right. Let's get to a couple comments, though, before we get started. Chance Babin says, Brian Kelly was Clark uh, Lee's mentor. Yep. Yep, have talked to Clark before. He's a great dude. 999 via Super Chat from Jason Morgan. He says, how ironic Kelly faces Georgia in the SEC championship game in his first year, as did Les Miles. 
in his first year at LSU. You know what's funny about that, uh, Jason? And thank you for the super chat. Um, what's funny about that is there's a lot of similarities from Brian Kelly in reference to schedule um, from the last three coaches. Like, guys, when when's the last time we played UAB? Saban played UAB in 2000 and lost. I'd love to know. We might have to bring Pooh Bear up in here. A Pooh Bear can share with us later on in the show. What was it like in Birmingham or just around Alabama when UAB clapped those? Never mind. You can't clap tiger cheeks. It's impossible. It's scientifically proven that it's impossible unless it's in Auburn. So regardless, regardless, uh, we'll talk to we'll talk to Pooh Bear about that. Chris Lomax says, "Remember, we got beat by Troy on homecoming." Yeah, I, we're not we're. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh tyree love sends us 499 via super chase says would uh like to say condolences to the family of uva players yet yeah, we were going to do that out of the break but we'll uh, we'll do that now thank you for the 499 dollar super chat listen um Parents, loved ones, if you have children, if you have mothers, if you have daughters, if you have um, brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, I challenge you tonight to send them a text, go in your house and give them all a hug. What happened in Virginia last night was uncalled for and as some of these will be and some of these debates now will be used as a political football the main thing is is that three families last night and today were notified that their sons were never coming home three families will mourn the loss of a loved one Three families will have to endure something that no brother or sister should have to endure with how young they are, nor should a parent have to endure in burying a child. It is my prayer to all of you, or to the Lord, and to say to all of you, God bless us. Because what happened last night has, you know, we, we take a lot of things for granted. The first thing that I did when I got home was I got teary-eyed because my son ran up to me and gave me a big hug. It's football is just a game. It's just a sport. But today and last night, it hits a little bit more home. To, it hits a little bit more to home. I'm not telling you anything political. And I'm not going to pass a political football. No puns intended. But if you use this as a political thing when three families are mourning, shame on you. Shame on you. All right. Let's do this, guys. Um, there's no real way to transition. So we'll just uh, do our best here. Mark says, Blake Rafino. Yes, that's my biblical name. Says, how about them tigers, baby? Maybe not my biblical name. Maybe it's just my government name. How about him? 
American Patriots says Texas A&M is going to be and uh, is going to be a huge challenge. Being LSU will Jimbo's greatest accomplishment to date. Don't sleep on him. Well, I think beating Bama was, but I agree with you. It would be a massive accomplishment. All right, let's get this thing rolling, guys. Everybody, do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all of those Facebook groups. So many of you are joining us live right now. If you're on Facebook, hit the share. Share to those groups. Share to your own social media pages. Everybody that's been listening to us on Facebook, you continue to show up and show out. Do us a favor by hitting the like and share. And if you haven't followed the page, do so already, please. If you're listening to us on YouTube, like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. It helps us out with that algorithm when you hit that like button on YouTube. And if you're listening to us on XM Radio or the TuneIn app or wherever you listen to podcasts, we are growing. Thank you, and show us support there as well as you rate, review, rate, review, and subscribe. And we want to thank our good partners over at Be- the Believe Network. All right, guys, let's get to our first break. We return in a minute. Let's talk about our good friends over at BetOnline.ag and our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons, GMVarnoAndSons.com. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, betonline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Varno and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales, no job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down on the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you. And then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell them your good friend, Blake Rafino. Sit you on by. I'm not spending more time on this, guys. Um, if he wants to come on, hit me up. But Big Game Boomer, I'm not spending another second on you on this show. You want to continue to clown. You want to say that I'm the LSU fan that's mad or media that's mad. Brother, you made very you make hot takes for a living. You're good at what you do on some things. Stop letting your emotions cloud your judgment. Get out of your fucking feelings and make a right assessment. We're not spinning on it. He wants to come on here. He can do it. Chelly says, Blake, what are you hearing in recruiting? We'll get, to, we can get to that in the end or I'll get to it. Now, you know what you could do? Chelly subscribe to the AYS message board. Had a pretty big update today. Um, you know, there's some chatter around some LSU, one LSU player that's committed. I feel okay about it. Um, I know the staff feels okay about it. And there's some chatter that maybe somebody didn't go over and things aren't going well in Texas. Well, guys, what's the, what's the, you know, and the, what's the Walker, Texas Ranger theme song in the eyes of a Ranger, the unsuspected stranger, the Texas Longhorns. 
still suck. <laughs> and the eyes of a ranger are upon you. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Kyle Farmer says, hashtag ask Blake, I have a feeling LSU will reap massive benefits from this mass exodus of Texas 3-7, and seven, particularly in the secondary. Uh, maybe one. Um, maybe one. I'll leave it there. And, but you're not wrong. <laughs> maybe You're not right either, technically. <clears throat> I'm going to leave that one alone. Inside the swap says, damn, Blake got commercials now. Big time Blake. Yeah, when you do this 24-7, what, guys, five, six days a week? Um, yeah. Um, Rob says, any chatter in the portal? <sighs> There's always chatter. Look, what I'll, I'll address this, and then we gotta, we really got to get rolling here. In reference to Texas A&M, guys, I, I mean, yes. Look. I, I said this last week. It bears repeating. And then we'll do – we do recruiting updates on Tuesdays. Come back for the recruiting update because we got a lot we got to get into here tonight. Or just subscribe to the message board. Let me just say this about A&M. The things you're reading in reports about NIL are false. Majority of them are false. And you're going to find out. Let me promise you this. If a kid's making – if he's actually making $75,000 a year, which some pundits believe that these kids are, okay, there is no way in, in, in God's green earth that that kid's going to leave Texas A&M making $75,000 a year in NIL money to lead to go to an SEC rival where he won't probably not even come close to getting that type of money because the truth is, guys, and what I've been telling you from the beginning, it's never been true. You know, I see that people saying that a quarterback's getting $11 million uh, in, in NIL money. Guys, come on. Come on. As soon as, as soon as that young man does bad, they're going to pull the money. You know it, and I know it. And it's not $11 million. It's just not. All right, let's do this, though. Let's do this. LSU didn't win the SEC West. It took us a while to get here. Look, I'm going to leave the post game at the post game. What I said at the post game is what I said. Time to move forward because I'm not going to sit here and reminisce on how bad things were at times on Saturday. Look, offensively, they got pretty bad. There were some reasons why they got bad schematically. There were some reasons why they it was bad probably due to things that was outside of Brian Kelly's control, James Daniels's control. I mean, guys, you know what this type this time of year brings when it comes to the flu. Brian Kelly talked about that today. It's not an excuse. It's not an excuse. The bottom line is, is you went on the road in a very tough environment when it snowed and you won a football game. Harold Perkins is the SEC and the college football player of the week. He deserves it. It's seven and a half sacks. Kid is literally doing it all. Now teams are going to really start scheming around Harold Perkins. Now it's time for the rest of the, of the defense to start get going. The reason Arkansas did not chip Harold Perkins is because the two times that they did that in the game this past Saturday was strictly due to B.J. Ojolari being on the other side wrecking havoc. 
I did think it was Jaqueline Roy's best game, as Brian Kelly alluded to today in his press conference. I thought it was Greg Penn's best game as an LSU Tiger. I honestly thought it was the secondary's best game. Now, they didn't. Arkansas didn't throw the ball a lot. Cade Fortin came in and, and did some okay things, but the secondary did really good. The thing is, is now that you play UAB, you got to go out there and do things to get your offense back on track. I am very much in willing and being patient because, guys, just because you won the SEC West doesn't mean you cannot give Jaden Daniels, Brian Kelly, Mike Denbrock, Cortez Hankton, Joe Sloan, Frank Wilson, all of them a mulligan. It was the worst offensive performance we had all year. It, bottom line, from quarterback to head coach, and it was reminisced when Brian Kelly took the podium today. It was the main thing that he talked about. He is correct. He is right. I'm giving them a mulligan because I still believe this week and against A&M, and then when you go in to play Georgia, this offense is going to be fine. It's not going to be snowing in South Louisiana this weekend, to my knowledge, to my current knowledge. I've lived here my entire life, haven't gone anywhere. I, this isn't the time of year that it snows. Maybe January, February, maybe. Maybe a little bit after Christmas. A little too early. The offense is going to be fine, and they're going to get rolling. It's the last, and it's the last game in Death Valley this season, too. Now, Pooh Bear has some stats. Pooh, you can start getting those ready. I, I do want to tell you this. We're, I'm gonna, we're gonna talk about this a lot with Carter Bryant. What went right, what went wrong, looking forward into the season. I, I want to say this though, just so we're all on the same page. I tweeted it out today, I posted it today, and I'm gonna say it again here today. Listen, I get that you're the SEC West champs. I get it. You gotta go out there and execute against UAB. They're a good team. They had some games that probably should have gone their way but didn't. They got some dudes. They have a good running back. They have some dudes in their front seven that can play in the NFL. I think that one of their safeties has been doing pretty well when I watched them on film today and Sunday. You can't just roll over like a new dog and let them rub your belly because they UAB does not is, is literally fighting for bowl eligibility. You gotta stay hungry. You gotta stay being able to go after it. Great teams, great teams. And I'm talking about the best teams. I'm talking about the Georgias. I'm talking about the LSUs. I'm talking about the Alabamas. I'm talking about, you know, maybe in recent past, but even now, I mean, hell, Clemson's only lost one game. The matter of the fact is, great teams do not put let their foot off the gas. Go out there, dominate. Show the world again, yet again, why you belong to be where you're at. Now, I will tell you, I was a little surprised by some of the national media's recognition of LSU in the AP poll. We'll see what happens tomorrow, which, by the way, guys, but I didn't even know this was happening the college football playoff committee won't be announcing it until eight tomorrow, which is stupid because they, you know, it's all just a television show at the end of the day until the last, at, until the very last poll at the very end. 
But you still had guys like Reese Davis and others putting LSU at five above TCU. You have a playoff that you're fighting for, a playoff spot. A playoff spot. I, I don't I, I don't think see when we go through a lot of this during the season, when we look at LSU and we look at other teams, we we go through the motions on and not fully and not always understand the magnitude of what's going on. Guys, if you like legitimately, legitimately, and I don't want to hear it, you can beat Georgia. I'm I'm just gonna give you the preface right now for in two weeks. You got two weeks. You can beat Georgia. I promise you, you can beat Georgia. Are they the best team in the country? Yes. You have a chance to go make the playoff and win the SEC. People are going to call me dumb. People are going to call me ignorant. For the next two weeks, what were you saying the week when we played Bama? And I said, if you do these three things, which by the way they accomplished, you will win. They can do it. You got to get that mentality back. Great teams go out there and fight. All right, Pooh, let me know when you get those when you get those stats ready and, and get them up. Because I do want to show this. Uh, I do want to show, look, UAB has fought some really big battles, okay, to their standards, to their standards. They beat Alabama A&M 59-0. But look, Liberty, they only lost by seven. Liberty also just beat Arkansas two weeks ago, but then lost again. But if you notice, they've played in the games that they've lost have been relatively close, very relatively close. So they're not, don't let the record fool you. Now, are they a good or great team? No, they put it on North Texas, lost in double overtime to UTSA. Where's on a three game losing streak. They got some dudes that can play. But there's nothing to be worried about. Pooh, if you can, the stats, I want to see McBride. I think it's McBride's, um, the running back stats. Um, there he is, Dwayne McBride. So, look, Dwayne McBride has played in nine of the ten games. He has 204 rushing attempts, 1,500 yards, or 1,407 net, seven yards per carry, 17 touchdowns. Guys, quite honestly, quite honestly, you and Pooh Bear is just evolving. Like the, I mean, look at Pooh Bear. Zach, step your game up or you're going to get fired. Any whom, any, Zach's not getting fired. His goatee's too nice. But I mean, guys, look, the number one game, the number one thing here, the number one thing is you have to stop them what they do on the ground because Dylan Hopkins is, has not shown to be a great quarterback this season. Now, he does have a 67% completion percentage, 1,500 yards relatively, and eight touchdowns. Defensively, you should be able to do some really good things. You should be able to do some really, really good things. So, nevertheless here, you should go out there and ball. And then you line it up with Texas 8-4. and four. Or, in probably this case, what will be Texas 4-8? Go out there and dominate. Continue to get better. The thing that's going on notice with this LSU team as well is just how good they're getting every week. Look, I get the offense didn't look great last week. You know who did and has continued to evolve? The defense. 
Harold Perkins was spectacular. And as our good friend Tasha Thibodeau over at the Real LSU Nation puts out here, Percules, 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 Percules. Why do I feel like me doing that is going to get clipped? Percules, Percules. Tell me that y'all don't read this and you didn't. Your first thing you didn't do is Percolese, Percolese. From Nutty Professor. The truth is, too, the truth is that a lot of people around Harold Perkins is doing a lot of great things as well. A lot of great things. Uh, Pooh Bear says, note, they do run a two QB system with Zeno. There you go. There you go. All right. Andrew Paul's up Martin start start the Twitter account no context AYS I guess y'all talking about the Percules let's get to a couple comments Carter the power Bryant in one minute uh Brandon Graziano the man says I think we match up better against Georgia than Bama that is my opinion well listen they do play a pro Georgia plays a pro style offense okay they will go out of gun, but look, the bottom line is, and the difference of what's made them the all offensively has obviously been Stetson, or as I will continue to call him as he continues to get that haircut, Stequavius Bennett. They throw the football a lot than what some people realize. I think there's been multiple games this season where Stequavius has thrown at least, if not more than 40 passing attempts. Um, you can stop them from running the football. I fully believe that you can do that. The, the ultimate question is, the ultimate question, can you, do you, do you attempt, do you attempt to let Stequavius beat you through the air? Now, Tennessee tried that and got beat. Tennessee does not have the defensive backs or the dudes, really. I mean, LSU's defense collectively, talent-wise, is better than Tennessee's. Do you let Stequavius go out there and beat you? They got some weapons offensively. Brock Bowers and Darnell Washington are studs. They're, they are studs. You got Lad, uh, what was it, Lad McConkey. Every time he catches a pass and I watch a Georgia game, I'm, I'm screaming, that, Ma, that Mahonkey kid can really play. I call him Lad, Lad Mahonkey, <laughs> the white wide receiver. Mahonkey's got skills. You can beat them. I pro Guys, on, on everything, you can Go to Georgia, get blown out. Doesn't matter. You're ahead of schedule. But I promise you, as God is my witness, you can go into Atlanta and beat them. Now, is it going to be extremely tough? Yes. Is JD5 going to have to go cuckoo for absolute Cocoa Puffs? Y yes. And he's going to have to do it through the air a lot, too. You can do it. I promise you, you can do it. Okay, a couple more, then we'll get to Carter Bryant. Boogie Season says, hashtag ask Blake, why isn't Ali Gay producing? You'll have to ask him that, but I'm... <laughs> um, I just think that, you know, he's playing out of position a lot. He looks like uh, he was built in the lab. We need to get two dominant edge rushers. Here's a crazy thing. Here's a very crazy thing. He gets home... He gets home, Ali Gay does, or gets close to being home. But, guys, Savion Jones has more sacks than him. I think Savion Jones is at three and a half sacks, and Ali Gay's at one. So, I mean, 
I would I would venture to say on more passing downs in there in a formation where Ali Gay would be out there. I would say watch for Savion Jones. Sources. Uh, Blaze Ledette says, hashtag ask Blake, do you ever see Perkins as a middle linebacker? I'm going to tell you, I don't know how Carter feels, and he's going to join us just a second. I never put that kid in the middle. <laughs> Let him do exactly what it is that he's doing. All right, last one. Blake Ducet says, ask Blake, LSU loses to Georgia Sugar Bowl bound? Probably. Probably. Joseph Brian, uh, Graziano said I didn't have to. In this chat, Pooh Bear was in here. The chat said I didn't have to. So if they tell me I didn't have to, I'm not going to. All right, let's do this. Let's pay these bills. Carter the Power, the guy that you come here for. Y'all don't come here for me. You don't come here for Zach. Y'all come here for Pooh Bear and you come here for Carter. Sorry, Zach. They don't like us. Hashtag Mahonky. We're the Mahonky of the Georgia offense. <laughs> Just joking. All right. Graham Co. Talk to him. Next. Carter next. Guys, I've got to talk to you about our good friends over at Gramco. They are the Delta company based out of the state of Florida. They're founded by college football junkies just like you and I, and I am not sure if you're familiar with Delta 8, but you need to be. Gramco is the absolute leader in this field, and they have phenomenal products that I just need to tell you about. First off is the Wake and Bake coffee that is absolutely spectacular. The gummies are as well as they're the best in the market. So go to thegramco.com right now and use the promo code AYS25. That's thegramco.com, AYS25 promo code to get 25% off of your order. Jump on this fast as it is perfect for holidays, anniversaries, and everyday use. Gramco is hemp-derived and completely legal inside of the state of Louisiana. No medical card is needed, and shipping is very discreet. You must be 21 years older to order. Again, that's thegramco.com. Use that promo code, AYS25. We're back! <laughs> Carter, how does this sound? LSU Tigers, SEC West champs. What is? How does that sound? Welcome to Atlanta where them players play. <laughs> where we ride on them things. Them oh, things. Them things. Okay, so we're, we're there. We're at them things. Carter, did you imagine it. this? Because I didn't. I didn't think no. at the beginning of the season, I didn't think we were going to be here. I didn't think it was remotely possible, to be honest. I was wrong. I, I mean, I, I guess talk to, talk to us, man. I mean, like, we're... I, and look, you've covered LSU for how for how many years? I think you're almost to 10 now, right? Or a little bit longer than that? Yeah, so like everybody in the chat, I've been an LSU fan since, you know, you know, birth, right? But really covering them since 08. Like 07 was Okay, like my so last you've year. covered them for well over 10 years. Yes. Okay. Yes, like have like you ever year. have you ever gone into a season where you knew that LSU wasn't winning the West and they surprised you like this? Have you ever seen anything like this? No, it's really unprecedented, honestly, Blake. And look, you get Brian Kelly and that staff, and obviously you've done a really good job of you know documenting the behind the scenes and what we're actually seeing on the field. You give LSU staff a lot of credit, and honestly, you know, I think. Um, to a certain extent, uh, you take a look at someone like Brian Kelly, he deserves all the credit, right? You're, you're nothing without your head coach. 
But I do think this is one of the rare examples, Blake, because honestly, in the grand scheme of things, this is going to come off like really wrong, but your position coach coaches oftentimes don't move the needle um, at a lot of programs. This year, it honestly has clearly been a big year for certain position coaches for LSU. Name now. them. Name yeah, some. So, so, so you, you tweeted out Jamar Cain's name. Obviously, we've seen the recruiting. LSU's defensive line is playing at an extremely high level, and that's pretty impressive considering, you know, they lost their highest-rated player on the first drive of the season. So that's huh. one. Um, and then really the other is uh, Frank Wilson, right? I mean, this was, to me, the worst running back room ever at LSU in the modern era. Uh, really, honestly, if you go through and just look at the, you know, the preseason hype surrounding this running back room and how none of them had really proven to be anything special. I mean, I really, wherever you are right now, think about all the great running backs that have played at LSU. It was always at least one of those guys in the room that had produced something the year before or at least shown some, you know, flashes of brilliance. Honestly, none of the running backs really did before this year. And all of them are breaking tackles, moving the pile forward, picking up pass protection assignments. You give Frank Wilson a lot of credit. I mean, I'm, I'm, I've never seen this. I've never seen a running back room turn this good. And it's all of them, right? Goodwin's gotten better. Obviously we're starting to see some, what, what John was all about as a five star. Got to hold on to the ball, but yeah, got to yes. hold on to the ball, obviously. But Noah Kane had his best game, obviously, you know, one of the best runs of the season, almost ended the game for us versus Arkansas. But honestly, the story is Josh Williams, right? We've never seen a walk-on do what he's done. We've never seen what he's been able to do on and off the field for this team. You give Frank a lot of credit. I mean, he was the best running back coach ever at LSU for a reason. And in this first year, he's gotten all these guys to play a lot better. So, you know, I'm not just saying that because Frank was – you know, a coach of some players that I knew, but I'm just saying that just objectively, he's really been big for LSU this year. I will say this. I think, look, I'm not saying that Jamar Kane taught Harold Perkins everything he knew, but I will tell you this. The moves that Harold Perkins is using is not something that you're birthed with, okay? Yeah. Like, Jamar yeah. Kane obviously did things with him. It At least it seems that way. Jamar Cain is probably, of the position coaches, in my opinion, the best right now. Because what he's doing, obviously, like you said, what he's doing in recruiting, and obviously what they're doing up front. Makai Wingo, you texted me this last night or today. I, did, I can't remember. You said he's one of the smartest defensive linemen that you've seen. We'll get to him in, yeah. a, in a little bit. Uh, but you can't overestimate Matt House. Look, I, I get it. Look, there's X's and O's and Jimmy's and Joe's. But he called another great game that led you to yeah. winning the SEC West. Carter, I'm a, I'm a little fearful um, through some chatter that I hear that. I mean, when you continue to have defensive performances like that, your name's going to start coming up in coaching searches. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't think he'll be a head coach somewhere else next year. I do think... He would like to coach Harold Perkins for another year and get Mason Smith back and be a part of a what what looks to be a championship-level roster going into next year. And, look, I, I do think he leaves for an NFL defensive coordinator job, and obviously he leaves for a college head coaching job. But 
It's where it gets interesting, right? And it's not just Matt House. Like another assistant's name that gets brought up a lot is Brian Hartline, right? The wide receiver coach at Ohio State, right? So what a lot of people don't understand is Matt House is getting paid a lot of money, like way more than what a lot of head coaches get at other he deserves it. one levels. Yeah, he deserves yeah. it. Yeah, and 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 I'm not just saying like non-Power 5 jobs. I'm not saying just like uh, Northwestern, if you will, or something like that. But like, you know, he gets paid more than most head coaches do, right? Non-Power 5 head coaches. And you don't have to do the press conferences. You could just coach ball, right? You do some recruiting. You do some, you know, press conferences and all of that. But you get to just coach ball, which is what you want to do. You don't get into this profession to honestly, you get into this profession because you love coaching, right? You love coaching football. That's the brilliance of it. You get to just coach football. And this is a very sweet job, right? Harold Perkins makes you look really good. And your schemes make, obviously, our players look really good. So, you know, you'll get Wingo back. You get so many big-time pieces back next year. Mason Smith, obviously, and you know, Greg Penn, the way he played this past week, it was really good. But, you know, I, I do think Matt will be your defensive coordinator next year. But as always, you know, everybody's got to do what's best for them. And if he does get, you know, a head coaching job somewhere else, I, I, I would wish him nothing but the best. But at the same time, I know I'm LSU. I know, like, I was a big Dave Aranda fan, and I hated to see him go. And I, I'm a big fan of Matt House. I would hate to see him go. Um, but... Truth be told, I would seriously consider staying at LSU, make the money that you make before you actually reset and go somewhere else and be a head coach. I don't disagree. A couple more on the defense. Look, you talk about the championship level of defense that they could have and have returning. Look, Deshaun Womack, I think, is the best one of the best pass rushers in this class. I think he will play a lot, barring injury. You have Mason Smith. You have Makai Wingo. You have... Harold Perkins that are, are going to be on this roster, it, it, it's stirring up to be really good. But let me ask you this. Carter, they're getting there now. I, I said this today. You can't look past UAB. You can't look past Texas 4-7 and seven, or 3-7, and seven, whatever they are. you got to go and dominate now. You have any worry that, you know, you that the SEC West Championship or West SEC West has already been called and named? I mean – does that worry you any that some guys let the gas a little off the pedal or or, or no? Uh, it doesn't worry me defensively, obviously. I, th I think, you know, that's going to translate. You know, UAB's got some pieces, but they, they should be able to take care of business. I would like to see, you know, some of the backups for LSU uh, get a lot of reps versus UAB defensively. But obviously, Blake, you know, the story uh, – I'll say this before, you know, we get to offense – I know I, Harold Perkins deserves this win. He deserves everything, you know, he's he, he's getting. But, you know, sometimes this happens in, in football. The offense for LSU was so bad, so atrocious in a really big spot that it couldn't have just been Harold Perkins for us to win this game. And it wasn't. There were a lot of players that made really special jump off the tape kinds of plays. Okay, so let's take someone like Joe Fouché, right? He's one-on-one -on -one versus former teammate Rocket Sanders. He's the leading rusher in the SEC. Fouché brings him down to open field tackle only three yards instead of a – I've seen Rocket break that tackle a thousand times. Joe Fouché brings him down one-on-one. -on -one. Um, obviously, Greg Penn played out of his mind. Uh, he, he had been, you know, uh, an issue for LSU's defense, and he was phenomenal. He was one of the best players on the field. 
Wingo had another great game. Ojolari had another great game. Savian Jones, uh, as you just mentioned a minute ago, is is really starting to play at an extremely high level. Um, and then, you know, you take Wingo, for instance. So there, there was a Harold Perkins strip sack, but Wingo had the presence of mind to get, still go chase after the ball. Everybody else stopped. Jay Ward went after it and was able to poke it up in the air. But if Wingo hadn't stopped, Arkansas would have recovered it, and that drive would have continued. Right. So right. Wingo's football IQ helped finish out the play. He knew to go pick up the ball or catch the ball, if you will. So it really – look, Harold Perkins was – that was the best defensive performance I've ever seen from an LSU player in one game, right? Um, but it really was a team effort. So you give House, you give all the those assistants a lot of credit – and you give the team a lot of credit. And if you go to my Twitter account, I broke this play down earlier today. But before the perk, the Percules started to come out, there was a huge <laughs> Percules, Percules. There was a huge. <laughs> I, I will say this, Blake. There was a huge fourth down stop, where if we did not generate the pressure, Hornsby would have thrown a wide open touchdown to the back of the end zone on their first fourth and goal. And that was when you know our four rushers didn't include perk so you know as great as harold perkins was the the entire team and i'm not just giving coach speak a lot of players defensively had their highest graded game on it on my charting and that really stood out to me because that was an all-time and especially considering the moment that really was and i know it was back of quarterbacks that really was an all-time great defensive effort by lsu Arkansas beat LSU last year by three with a backup quarterback in and Garrett Nussmeyer. I'm not – you know, stop. <laughs> so, listen. I love it. Today I thought – so, you know me well enough to know. Today was the day that I really start tuning in uh, from a coach in reference to I've seen you lose a tough game. Now, let me see what you say when you win a tough game not named Alabama. Right. When – Brian Kelly ran out there and sit, and talked offensively. Listen, I got to do this better. They we got I got to do that better. I got to do this better. Carter, he gave all the right answers to the test on what Arkansas did to him defensively. He also and when I watched film on Arkansas, Carter, they weren't playing really a defense either and it was a good question that was asked by Ron in reference to how do you block something that nobody in the history of football's ever run? He's like, well, you got to just get your athletes out in the boundary. When he said that, and the way he broke down how he's going to fix it, gave me literal goosebumps. I get the offensive struggles, but when you have a head coach that just, just said and did what he did, Carter, I'm not worried about what's going to happen with this offense this week, next week, or even really, in my opinion, going into Georgia on the scheme of what they're trying to accomplish. Yeah, look, the, there was a lot of factors working against this offense, right? I won't get into, like, some of the things I've heard, but th there was sickness, right? So that does play a role. And, Blake, obviously, you know uh, more than I do as far as the behind the scenes, but there there was sickness, right? And that's not, you, you know, everybody was dealing with sickness. Perk was obviously sick, and he played well. That's not to be all end all. Also, it was cold, right? You never play in cold weather. None of those guys have ever played in cold weather, right? It's just – it's different. It is very different. Blake, you played the game. It, it's different when you play in cold. All right? That's just the truth. And but Carter, I'm not trying to be rude to the great people in the state of Arkansas. Why in the Sam hell did you get a water hoe 
and start spraying the field with water when it was ice and ice. it had been snowing all day. Please, dear God, tell me that I that like that's not a typical thing in Arkansas. Somebody made a mistake. I I think so. Okay, continue, so, continue. We don't have to spend time on that. It's the most Arkansas thing I'd seen in this rivalry. Just could, but continue, continue. Yeah, the game's always weird, right? But let's be honest here. Jaden had a really bad game, and it's okay if we say that. All right, it's fine. Yeah, it he had a bad game. It wasn't. It wasn't just him. The middle of the offensive line got clapped. That that was the worst they've been all year. I, I wish I wish I could be nicer about it. They they were they were bad. They, they were, were really bad. bad. Correct. Yeah. And and, and honestly, the, the offensive tackle play was okay, but really it was it was the middle. Okay. And honestly, especially with the quarterback like Jaden, who can escape a lot of things, one thing you can't escape is just direct a gap pressure. It, it's hard. It's really, really, really hard, and there was a lot of that. There was yep. also a lot of Jaden holding on to the football uh, a, a little too long. There was also teams are starting to see where we don't like to throw the football and are leaving those spaces open on the field. Also, something else that is going to be a hard pill for LSU fans to swallow is Dwight McLaughlin clamped us. I hate to say it. He dominated. No, I, I don't disagree with you. I'll I, back I, you it, on that one. I, I, I hated that because I wanted our guys, you know, because mm -hmm. they're still all friends. I wanted our guys to go out there and, and, and take advantage of the, uh, uh, because we did that versus Ricks, obviously, but McLaughlin had a really good game. And Carter, and when they, and when Malik beat him, he dropped it. Dropped it. And Jaden threw a dart. So look, Jaden didn't play well. There was a lot of mistakes made by him. The zone read reads were not crisp. I, I thought Jaden was ironically not great at that. That's one of his strongest things. And and honestly, this is the biggest concern, Blake, because this is honestly the most alarming thing about it is normally a lot of bad quarterback play and, and games, right? Jaden's QBR was nine out of a hundred. Like that's as bad as it's going to get, right? Normally those kind of games are attached to a game where you didn't run the football well. We but ran we the football, did, which was wild. Yeah. So, look, Jaden had three games where he was the best quarterback in the SEC, right? Three games in a row. And he has this game. I'm going to call this game an outlier. It was cold. It was an 11 a.m. game. It was, you know, snow, it, snow on the ground. ground. I mean, yeah. So, flu I, going I, around. I, flu going around. I, I won't get too far into that. But what I will say is this, okay? I'm going to defend Jaden here for this. He had started playing so much better that I'm, I'm going to chalk it up to that. But I do want to see, obviously, a, a better offensive performance. Also, yeah, that game was a good example of what Brian Thomas Jr. does to your offense, right? B, BTJ, I, I, and, and we like to think LSU's got like just the absolute most deepest wide receiver room in the country, and they do. But BTJ is a dude. Right. And not having him was kind of big. So, you know, look, Jaden is still a wonderful quarterback. And tomorrow, Blake, uh, on my channel, if it's okay if I, if I promote this. It's no, fine. I just bring you on every Monday. Yeah, yeah, Don't yeah. plug your stuff. <laughs> so tomorrow night, I'm actually, you know, there's all these comparisons between Joe Burrow and, and Jaden Daniels. For, please. Okay. Yes. Dear God, touch on this, please. Okay. Thank but you. Tomorrow, I'm actually going to show how they both are proving 
an idea wrong. There is this concept, and I'll reveal it tomorrow, when it comes to quarterbacking that we get wrong all the time. And Jaden and Joe Burrow, honestly, both during their tenures at LSU is proving this to be wrong. And it's something that they both have in common that honestly, when I was looking at the data, was kind of alarming. And it's not just, it's not the typical, well, it's year one and year one. It was actually something that 2019 Joe Burrow did that 2022 Jane Daniels is doing right now, and they're still winning. So we're going to talk about that, you know, tomorrow on, on PHL. But truth be told, I, I wouldn't panic about Jaden at this point. No, there's something no reason else, to. Blake, that, something else, Blake, that I do think is an issue is, and look, as fans, they could you could do whatever you want, right? You could feel any way you want to feel. But this idea that we need to have an answer if Jaden is going to come back next year or not is irrelevant. It's absolutely irrelevant. We can go to the college football playoff now. That's it's highly unlikely. We're going to need a lot of things to go our way. But, Blake, you know this game as well as anybody. College football is random. If we win out, we are probably going to get in. Are there ain't no probably, cool? brother. They ain't no, We're getting in. You're getting, getting in. in. Let's just call it what it is. They're not going to let the SEC West champ and the SEC champ out. It just it, – it <laughs> just win, baby, Al Davis. I'm assuming it's Pooh Bear because – I mean, Zach. I don't even think Zach knows who Al Davis is, but I, but but I but I agree. I, I holistically agree. Let me say this though, in, in defense of Jaden as well. When you talked about the zone reads, so I'm going to try to get this as best I can. Carter, tell me if I explain this right. I I, yeah, I, I can right, see the play in my head. I don't know if I'm going to explain it. Okay, so. I'll use Landon Jackson as the read guy that was coming off the edge. Here was the problem that Brian Kelly's going to have to clean up, and they're never going to see this again, I promise you, to this extent. Not only was Landon, uh, Landon going at the mesh point, they on second down, which I went back and counted because I said it on my postgame show, Arkansas blitzed on second down 16 of the 18 times we had a second down. 16 of the 18, okay? Another thing that they were doing was when you would have the read, another guy would come from the wide side of the field or wherever the running back side is, and they would come down and have two dudes that would be what you would call, in theory, a read guy, okay? What they should have done is thrown an RPO behind it. They they tried. And tried. And when they did, it was an interception, Ball came out funky. I, I get all that. In the fourth down that LSU missed, it was the right read by Jaden. When you go back and watch it and you have two dudes clamping in on you, you got to be able to get a push up front. There's no reason why Drew Sanders should push around Anthony Bradford. Zero. Yeah. Here's the biggest thing that scares me, though. If there's anything that scares me, People say I'm an offensive line homer. I am. When you can't pick up elementary stunts and blitzes, that drives me insane. That is the key of the game. It's not so much Jaden as it is to me, the O-line in the interior. And I'm going to be honest. I have been. I have said how wrong I am on Charles Turner. I don't think it'll happen again. I think he's a smart young man. I think he fixes it. Charles Turner's uh, uh, calls on protection were the worst that I've seen in LSU in 10 years that I've literally just absolutely watched. It was the worst. 
brother, you got to call protection to the wide side of the field. It's the bottom fucking line. It, that, <laughs> Carter, that is, that is elementary. That is elementary. Okay? Bottom line. So, sorry for getting heated, but it's day one stuff that they continue to miss that drives me. I gave them a break last year. I gave them a break. I'm not doing that again. Your thoughts on the offensive line and what Arkansas just did to them this past Saturday? Yeah, I, I just think it's a mix of both. I think some of it is is honestly Barry Odom just called a really good game, and I know Brian Kelly said that a lot, but he did. And look, something else that's kind of true at the same time was Arkansas's defensive performance versus Liberty. Liberty did a good job taking advantage of the opportunities. Um, they call me the and, Bayou Dr. Seuss if you're reading this. Continue. <laughs> huh? Huh? I, I got to be honest. I, 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 Their defense was fine versus Liberty. Liberty only had five yards per play. So Arkansas's defense had been getting a little bit better, right? And they had a good game versus Auburn, too. So, look, they're, they're good. I mean, Drew Sanders is a really good football player. He's a first-round uh, pick. He's a first-round yeah, yeah, he's he's, first pick. He's really good. They got um, dudes. And, and one of Arkansas's defensive line coaches, uh, in, he, he was my defensive line coach. So, I mean, like – they 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 went ham. Like they played really 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 well. Like there was that, a, an opponent that had nothing to lose. Right. So you, you give them credit. I I do think you know what what was very interesting. So earlier this year versus New Mexico was to me, and, and we talk about like outlier performances. I thought Jaden was so phenomenal in that game, and I know it was New Mexico, and they're a horrible team, but. He threw the ball quick, and it was a very different performance, right? It was a lot of throws over the middle, and I hope we see the same thing versus UAB. And I do think there's going to need uh, – let's just say Jaden plays this thing out and, and and we win both of these games and we have this big game coming up versus Georgia, right? There comes a time when you've got to win the game making big-time throws from the pocket to Agreed. your first and second reads, right? So, like, here's a good example. You're going to have to do that against Georgia to win. It's just the bottom line. It's a, Yeah, you can't just outrun them. The, the, the truth well, is – Well, maybe he could. Carter, maybe he could now. I, here, here's my here's my. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> hey, 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 Percules ain't on that side, though, dude. They're good. Percules ain't over there, though. Uh, he might. Shit. Yeah, and, and look. Yeah. When it mattered the most, Jaden was a pocket assassin in the fourth quarter of the Alabama game, right? When they started figuring some things out defensively, Jaden threw some balls that were NFL-level throws, right? The ball to Malik, Malik. down the sideline. The, the throw to Kayshawn that drew the pass interference was excellent. It even, was the slant, even the slant uh, that he caught on Eli Ricks was big time. Huge. And then... The, the throw to Mason Taylor, both of them, honestly. And verse, and the ball to Jeray was was a bad throw against Arkansas that we got a lucky oh, spot on. It was a bad throw. Oh. And it was the same throw as the one the week before. There, there's going to come a time, though, where, where Jane's going to have to do that again. And that's going to be potentially versus Texas A&M and potentially ver – and, well, not potentially. You will need to do it versus Georgia. And hopefully we, we see more of what happened versus New Mexico – this weekend with Jaden, and uh, I'm really excited about that. And understand, and I'll just say this: 
I love me some Jaden Daniels. Like, part of what makes him so special, Blake, is, like, for instance, to me, the biggest miss that he made in the game uh, versus Arkansas, well, he missed some throws on that play, in my estimation, but he still ran the football 20 yards, right? It is a non-zero thing if Jaden misses something. And I, 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 I want to ask everybody a question. This is, this is what's really interesting about him. You never see him get strip sacked. You never see him. Uh, the interception this past weekend was very uncharacteristic. It's kind of weird. Whatever the case may be, he's only thrown two picks. There is a lot of things he does that keeps you in a game that doesn't really show up on a stat sheet. And that is why I love this man so much. It's not that I think he's... The sacks aren't I, real sacks. Like the ones against yeah. Bama when you're getting sacked for two yards is... I, Carter, not, I said even though it was a negative play, it was a good... Ne if you're going to have one, let it be that one. Let it be that one. Okay, guys, put that put that one up. Put that super chat up for me. Um, all right, Max Kalina since 499. Let's get to this, Carter, before I get you out of here. Georgia's defensive backs yeah. are ridiculously good at tackling in space. They are very disciplined. Jaden will have to be... We'll have to play the game of his life. Thank you, Max, for the 499. I agree. And Carter, the throw that he had, going back to your point, to Kayshawn Booty, which set up first and goal for the Josh Williams touchdown, was, was the best throw that he made all day. What's crazy, he, he was actually in the sun on that, oh, probably the really the only time that he had time to make that throw. Let's get to Georgia a little bit because I, I keep saying you got to just worry about these next two games. I agree with everything you said on UAB. Just to touch on Georgia just a little bit. Carter, they are beatable. Like, Georgia's yeah. not – they're not – they're not 2019 LSU. No. They're, they're just not. So, I know that LSU has a lot in front of them, but they can win. Like, I don't think that people – give them LSU enough credit at this stage to be able to take them down. Yeah, and look, you know, I actually had a text from my best friend Scott uh, this weekend. He goes to Arkansas, right? And he was like, hey, LSU's about to blow us out, right? And I was like, well, no, Joe Burrow's not the quarterback there. And the same thing's true for Georgia. Unless you have Joe Burrow as your quarterback, you're, you're never guaranteed to blow anybody out. And that's just the truth, right? You got to have that guy. <laughs> and Stetson Bennett, while he's been excellent, I, I mean – He's not that guy, right? Like he, he might well be your Heisman, Heisman Trophy winner, though. Yeah, no, I, I, I which is wild. He, he was my Heisman bet. Like I said, that was your best bet to win the Heisman. I have a tweet still up about that, and he's really good. I thought, I thought he would take a step forward here, but he's not Joe Burrow, right? And if Joe Burrow's not on the other sideline, for me, your team always has a chance to win. It's just that simple. Uh, that might be my LSU bias speaking, but it's just true. I think that's the one quarterback that will guarantee you a victory every time. And, you know, football's a weird game, right? Like you said, they haven't seen a player like Harold Perkins. They haven't played a defensive line like LSU's. Um, and, and look, the, the, this is just a simple truth about Georgia. And it is going to come off really weird, Blake, but this is a stat that I brought up on Power Hour SEC, and it's a stat that you and I talked about privately. Georgia's about to play a back-to-back -back road game right now. So hey, and Alabama just lost the first one. Yeah, Alabama so. lost the first one to LSU, and then was on the ropes against Ole Miss. Carter, you yeah. don't. It hasn't missed this season. It's not, and I'm not gonna lie, Blake. I, I, I went pretty heavy on Florida covering versus South Carolina because South Carolina was on the back end of a back-to-back -back road, and they won the first one. Okay, so. 
for those that don't know the stat, it's when you play consecutive back-to-back road games, right? Now, Georgia looked phenomenal versus Mississippi State. Our guy, Xavier Thomas, you got you know how much I love that guy, had a big punt return for Mississippi State. That was the only reason that game was close at halftime. So Your Georgia guy, Xavier Thomas, I might add. What? Your guy, Xavier Thomas. I, do, I freaking love that guy. I wish he would have gone. I wish LSU would have gone after, but still. Um, okay, so Georgia wins that game on the road versus Mississippi State. Now they go on the road to Kentucky, right? Kentucky's a bad team, right? Mark Stoops should have never got into it with Cal. He's in over his head. He's an okay coach, right? Agreed. what does Kentucky have in common with Arkansas, who we just beat? Well, they just had an all-time historically bad loss versus Vanderbilt. So think about it this way. Georgia on the back end of a back-to-back road game this weekend versus Kentucky, okay? Georgia's probably going to win. They're the better team, okay? Kentucky is not that great this year. But hear me out of here, Blake. You think it's going to be closer. You're taking Kentucky in the points is what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. And look, I, I, I don't think Kentucky's great. They obviously look bad versus Vanderbilt. But Kentucky's special in some spots, right? Chris Rodriguez is a beast. And, and, and look, Georgia should be able to take care of business. But Georgia, who rarely plays true road games because of the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, they play a lot of neutral side games. It's rare you go on the road. I don't know if Kentucky fans are going to show up and show out this weekend versus Georgia because it is basketball season. But the truth is, it is hard to go back-to-back on the road. I, I'm not saying Kentucky's going to upset Georgia, but it would not shock me because Georgia would be the first team since 2019 LSU to win true back-to-back road games, not including 2020, that doesn't count. But that's what made 2019 LSU so great, that one stat. you know, And they were bad in that back-to-back versus Ole Miss. Joe was great, so it didn't matter. So, you know, we it, it, just keep an eye out on that game. That game's going to be very interesting because I know – Everybody's looking forward to Georgia versus LSU, even on the Georgia end. They they need to be worried about a hungry Kentucky team that has some really good pieces this next weekend uh, in Lexington. Yeah, we'll get into a lot of this, so we'll just go ahead and, and end it here. But, you know, Stephen Young says, uh, I'm sorry, but this team isn't beating UGA. I don't think anybody's saying that we're they're going to beat no. UGA. I just think that they're not um, – they're not as good as some people believe. All right, last one for you here, Carter. Dane Bergeron with $5 Super Set says, Georgia's DBs can tackle, but they do not cover as well as Bama's. It's interesting. Uh, go watch the footage of their DB play against Tennessee. Tennessee quarterback overthrew uh, wide receivers a couple times. He's not wrong there. Kiki, no, he's right. Keely Ringo no. is their best cover corner. I do think you can get him in spots. And, and, yeah. and, and, and truthfully, Carter – Truthfully, I'm making Stetson Bennett beat me because I think our DBs are better than Tennessee's. You got to let Stetson Bennett throw that son of a bitch 50 times to beat you. I don't want I don't want them to gain another yard on the ground. Hashtag remember the Titans. I'm serious. You got to stack the box and let Perk go Perkalis, Perkalis all over his ass. I'm telling you, it, I'm gonna tell you this. It, LSU playing right now defensively is a better matchup than anybody in the country. I promise you, because they got the dudes that can run them down. I, I'm telling you, I'm just Let's telling go. you, I'm going to leave it there. 
I'm, I'm getting fired up. Bro, if they suited me up right now, I'd get clapped. But nevertheless, I'd give it my all. There you go. Carter! Hey, I, I, go ahead. I'd go out there with you, man. Now, I wasn't as good at football as you were, but I'd, I'd I wasn't really that to- good. I mean, so what? We got the rings and the trophies and all that, and it's in my mom's house. I mean, no real big deal. But I, it's not here. I promise you that. All right, Carter, the power, Brian, the best, the only true power in this LSU beat. I'm going to say it. You can't stop me from saying it. My buddy. See you, bud. See you, bud. Cheers. All right, that's Carter, the power, Bryant. Let's do this. Let's wrap it up here, but I want to get my good friend Carol Foss over at State Farm. 45 seconds. We're back. Dennis Allen, your ass is on the chopping block. No pause. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Foss and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. As a longtime Saints fan, guys, I'm done with Dennis Allen. I'm done. Like, you hired a coach that went 8-28. and 28. You can't win games on the road or really at home against inferior opponents. See, Guys, the Steelers are not a good football team. They're just not a good football team. I don't like saying coaches to to get fired like I really really don't I think Dennis is a good dude I think his family is fantastic but guys you got to change the culture because Dennis Allen cannot have the Sean Payton culture you know why he can't he's not Sean Payton he's not Sean Payton we want Sean Payton's culture to remain he's not Sean Payton Throw out all the stats. Throw out everything. The man is a bad head football coach. Guys, Jeff Saturday, Jeff Saturday came off the street. Came off the street. And the Colts had a better offensive performance than the Saints. Let that sink in for a minute. Let that sink in for a minute. He's not a good coach, man. He's a good play caller. Defense, he knows a lot of his stuff. Either you're going to have to keep Dennis and just wipe house completely on that coaching staff, or you're going to have to pull the Band-Aid off. I'm tired of every Sunday waking up knowing that the team that I love and root for is going to get those clapped, those cheeks clapped. It's exhausting. You don't get your player makers out in space. You, Mike Thomas doesn't want to be here anymore. He's sitting out cryptic tweets. I mean, you, you, you go back 
and you don't do things in the offseason to get a quarterback. You rely on Jameis. You don't play him. Even though he's hurt, then you play him. Then when he's not hurt, you don't play him. You allow the Red Rocket to do all that he's doing and being awful, and then you're still losing. Tom Benson would never. He's rolling over in his grave. Fire Dennis Allen. Said my piece. Guys, let's get out of here. <laughs> All right. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Zach shows tonight. I think he's talking about Rudy Pooh State University. He said, Mr. Blake, I got a show coming up at 830. Is that right, food boy? What time's yeah, your show? Fine. I'm enjoying my dinner. <laughs> All right. What time is your show? Uh, it's right after this. All right, sounds good. Tigers Avenue on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff, correct? That's correct. That's Tigers Avenue Podcast. All right, y'all go listen to old Zachy. Mr. Blake was so right. If I hear that one more time, stop, Zach. All right, see y'all tomorrow. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.